Maybe I'm crazy, but I will come find you if you don't vote today. Ooh, a little threat for the votes. See, that's the problem. Only if you're voting for the right people. No, don't do that. No, everyone I'm just should kidding. Vote. Everyone should vote. I don't like doing what everyone says to do, though. That's the only problem with voting. No, you're going to vote today. I know, but it's, like... You're going to vote. I know, but I won't... It's, I won't, not, it's not like I'm jury not duty, which it. I'm completely against. Voting is is, is your duty. Both civic duties. No. Equally important. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. I hear John Hill making sounds, but the, the reality I, is... You heard me. I'm not laying out. I said my piece. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. It is election day, so happy voting. Yes, um, what do you say on that? Happy voting. Really? I don't know, unless you run into a, There's some crazy stories out there floating already. Don't come for me at the polls, okay? I'm just going to put that out there. I'm, I expect to walk in, cast my cast my vote, and get out. No, I don't want, I don't, I'm not here for the smoke today. And okay? I need to bring the cheat sheet. because no, I like. because I will go live things. on Facebook. I will. I will go live. Go live. I will go live. That's gonna be my response. Excuse me. I will go live. If any madness happens, go live. I'm going live. That's actually a good. I like that. That's what I'm gonna start saying now. Yeah. People, I don't really get it. I, I don't get any friction anyway. It's just something about my resting face. I just like I don't look oh, like the yeah, one yeah, 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 yeah. ever. It's yeah. very weird. I'm yeah. a very little person, but like I just you know. Yeah, because it's like once you see. Like when I stop talking, I just look mean. It's a it's a natural thing because my 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 uh, no I know it because my my lips naturally go down, so it's just true. So I don't right. like some people's the resting face is like it's like happier. Like in right. my mind, I'm smiling. <laughs> like I think you are laughing. I yeah. think that I have like a nice pleasant smirk on my face, and in reality, like that's why I'm pictures. I need like seventy pictures taken because right. I know sixty nine of them are going to be me looking like I want to kill somebody. It's just yeah. a thing. I mean, I've, I've gone through our photo shoot pictures. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, there's just a lot. They're just yeah. wasted. Cause I'm like, just I was like, like, when can I get Joy looking menacingly at the uh, camera? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's really, it's just my face. My face is just round, and therefore it just always looks more jolly. Yeah, than, than jo- jolly is the right yeah, word for that, yeah. um, which your season is coming up. It's very close. Stop. I don't care. We're no, going to get to that my... later. We're going to get to It's jolly season. It's jolly season. Uh, very special show today. Uh, yes. My fiance, Earl Watson. Yes. UCLA legend. You've heard 13 of year NBA vet. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, special person yes. uh, is joining us. He knows and basketball. And he does know a lot about basketball. Yep. So you will get smarter and he will make fun of me for some things that I, some deserve to be made fun of and not some, we'll see. But it's very good. Uh, we do that. And there's a lot going on with the NFL this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Cowboys are an awesome disaster. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate because you know they're America's team. Uh, America's, no. is yeah. so they're not America's losing team. as well. They're not America's team. Uh, well, we'll see. That's what we vote for today. Yes. Um, all right. So let's get started. Uh, Earl Watson. All right. Very, very, very special guest Woo! today. Hi, baby. What's up? What's good, Earl? What's up, B? How you doing? <laughs> Chilling. Tyler gave a clap. <laughs> very important guest. Thanks for coming on with us. No one said his name. I mean, like, well, I guess. Well, I this said, is Earl Watson. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you all know me. I mean, but thanks yeah. for having me. And I'm sure we, I'll see you later somehow. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of um, course. So there's a lot of stuff going on. We're gonna we're gonna skip all the stuff that you are always teasing me about that you're gonna come on the pod and talk about. What's that? Uh, we're gonna we're just gonna skip it. Well, uh, I don't, don't know what Earl, it is. Don't please don't start it like this. Don't start it like this. Answer the question. What's she talking about? I'm not sure. I'm for real. Joy, I have could no you clue. tell me what's going on? I don't know. On? Like once a week, 
we'll get into a, a conversation and he'll be like, oh, let me come on the pod and talk about that. About what? I don't know. Nothing's coming to mind what right now. But so... I felt like I was going to run into that. So maybe it'll come up as we talk. Y'all but... feed the fans. No, not yet. Not okay. yet. Um, the Lakers. The Lakers are in some trouble right now. I'm not really surprised about it because LeBron teams tend to start out slow. Mm-hmm. But people are starting to panic and people are starting to talk about Luke Walton possibly being fired and Magic's upset. LeBron's not really playing very well. There's a lot of confusing stuff going on. But what's your assessment of the Lakers so far in the season? Uh, LeBron is like the maestro. So he's not like Kobe. He's not like Jordan. Like the game versus Toronto, Kobe would have went for 60 probably 30 in the first quarter just to keep get it back and get it close. Mm. LeBron's different. Everything else has, has to click for him to be who he truly is. Uh, if you look at that game, and obviously I'm sure Tyson Chandler is going to come up. So if you look at that game, and Serge Ibaka had a dominant first quarter where Kyle Lowry learned to just manipulate their defense. They wasn't switching to traditional coverage. It was pocket passing, which is a bounce pass, to Serge, who was a stretch four, stretch five. So JaVale McGee had to guard the rim and then close out to Surge. And that's hard to do in NBA. We do it in practice all the time. Mm-hmm. No one can ever stop their man. It's just impossible. Guys are too quick, too fast, too skilled. The benefit of Tyson Chandler coming to that group, the Lakers overall, they have a bunch of young players who just watching from the outside looking in, they care about one thing and that's scoring. You have plays where it's defensive breakdowns. Uh, Siakam is is crossing over Josh Hart, going down the lane and dunking. That can't happen. He's he's their center. That can't happen. Josh Hart is a great defensive player. Everyone's trying to create an identity. We saw him do that though in that pickup. Siakam was was killing it. Yeah, that but but game. pickup in the NBA is completely different. True that, true like that. it's it's a different level of competition and alertness, and you're prepared differently for that game. Like, so what LeBron is facing and with Luke Walton, they're both facing are a bunch of young guys who have zero identity, who was never held accountable for winning. Mm-hmm. And then at the snap of a finger, they're held accountable for details that they've never been prepared for. So it's going to take a lot. But, you know, the sense of urgency comes from the West. If you're not engaged, if you're not 500, you might not make the playoffs. Well, Shaq said that his expectations for the Lakers – he said this last night was to if it's a success if they make it to the second round of the playoffs. They got to make it to the playoffs first. They have to. I mean, you have teams that are jumping out that no one ever thought would be nine and one, such as the Denver Nuggets. Right. You have teams who are struggling still, so you have hope like Utah Jazz. People thought the Utah Jazz would finish like three or four seed. You have Portland, who's going to always be a great regular season team, mm-hmm. but who hit major obstacles in the playoffs because they only have two main scorers. You need three to be successful in the playoffs. They only have two, Dame and CJ. So the Lakers have to have a sense of urgency. Tyson Chandler is going to help because he's the type of player where when I coached him, he would come to the huddle and be like, E, like, can we switch this defensive coverage because this is what I see. Mm-hmm. He's very vocal. He thinks like a point guard. And you have LeBron, who's vocal. You have Rondo, and now you have Tyson Chandler, Mm -hmm. who have high basketball IQs, who can mask a lot of things and fix things really quickly. All right. So do you think that Luke makes it through the season, though? I think he does. I think he does because Tyson Chandler is going to help. When I started coaching in the G League for the San Antonio Spurs, I asked Pop, what do you say in timeouts? He was like, well, obviously the coaches meet. We talk about one thing that needs to be adjusted, and we go into the huddle with one adjustment. He said, but before I get to that huddle, the first thing I ask my players is, what do you see? And if their adjustment is better than mine, then that's what we do. 
So you're going to have that with Tyson Chandler. He's very, very vocal. He's he's cerebral. He can read the game very quickly. And defensively and vocally, he's going to hold everyone accountable, make them better, but at the same time, do it in a nurturing, aggressive, passionate way. Okay. I agree with that. I, I can see that happening. I'm excited for him to be there, a big man like that. And obviously the Lakers are mixed with, like, kids and then people who are like ARP members. So the the mix between the two is all cool, but you said Kobe would have went out for 60, right? For sure. Isn't that the back half of the season with LeBron? Like we see LeBron turning it on, making making his team playoff ready, making his team making sure his team is definitely going to the playoffs cuz I think it is a success if they go second round, but they definitely getting in. They's not they're not LeBron's not going to sit back and let them let them play themselves out of the playoffs. He's not, but too many things have to settle. You had players Early in the season, just come out and say, I'm I'm not coming off the bench. You have too much inner competition. Who's the mm. who's the starting point guard? Who's gonna get the most minutes? No one knows. So you have an inner battle between Rondo and Lonzo. Mm-hmm. You have players on the wing who think they should start over other players. And then you have LeBron saying, This is bigger than any of that. We're trying to do something special and put ourselves in position in the immediate future to win a championship. Then you have Luke Walton. Who is this? Is L.A. The media is going to be holding mm-hmm. him accountable. Then you have Magic Johnson. I played pickup with Magic pot. Johnson my entire teenage years at UCLA, early twenties. Magic always put me on his team, and he used to run pickup differently. He would make everyone be there by eight o'clock. He would run three man weave and simulate a practice. So you're not telling me that Magic Johnson isn't coming down, having conversations with players, having conversations with coaching staffs, mm. telling them this is what I see. And it's nothing wrong with that. But if there's no relationship and it's friction, it could be intimidating for players and coaches. So what adjustments would you make? I know everyone's talking about their trades and stuff like that. That's, we're assuming that's far off. What adjustments would you make with this particular roster right now that you're not seeing happening? I mean, you can't ask me. I'm, I'm one of the last 35 coaches in three years to be fired from Phoenix. Like, Stop. <laughs> what, what adjustments have Come I got to make? You've been taking us to church since, huh? the, I mean, since we hit record. You've been taking us yes, to church. I've been exactly. sitting there listening, looking. Here's, 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 you here's, oh, you here's, you know, I hosted Luke Wald on his visit to UCLA. Oh, so my God. Here's what I would tell Luke, like if I could, right? I would say, Luke. You came from an amazing system in Golden State with Steve Kerr, mm-hmm. right? Steve Kerr brought similarities from San Antonio. It was the same offense, and it just grew and became morphed into something different because the, the players there are so much more skilled than any other team, right? Yeah. But it was never offense that made Golden State special. It was when they hired Ron Adams, and he came in with Steve Kerr. And Ron Adams is the best defensive coach in the NBA. One of the top assistants in the NBA. What's his name? Ron Adams. Ron. <laughs> I call him Coach Cool Breeze because he always wear like these MC Hammer sweats before the game <laughs> and make passes for shots, right? But he is a defensive guru. Ooh, yeah. And he turned that team into a, uh, Golden State into a defensive team that people don't really pay him a lot of attention because the offensive side is so skilled. Mm-hmm. But it created a monster and a great player in Draymond Green. So it gave him amazing identity. It gave him a platform and a voice. Clay's always been a great defensive player, but it also elevated him to where now he's not scoring a lot. He still has a, a special role that's coveted. And that defensive mindset is what changed Golden State. My question is, how do you bring that to the Lakers? How do you put emphasis on the other side of the ball? Because they're special when they get in transition. 
Right. They're kind of limited in the half court because you have shooters who are still developing. Right. So how do you create more steals, more blocks, more rebounds, more turnovers so LeBron can do what he does best is push the ball. Lonzo can do what he does best push the ball. Rondo can do what he does best and make plays and transition. Who should be their starting point guard? You have to go Lonzo. Because if you talk about winning a championship, to ask yourself this. Can you beat Golden State this year? No. Absolutely not. Can't happen. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to tell me when you are in position to beat Golden State, is Rondo still going to be your point guard? No, he won't be. It has to be Lonzo hmm. because of longevity. Yeah, like yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. understand longevity is very important in development. And it's going to be some hard knocks, but that's why you had last year. That's why Lonzo should have been finishing the games last year mm -hmm. so he can be prepared for this year. But he didn't finish a lot of the games last year. And now when the test is here, he's not really ready because we still don't know. And he needs to be in position to know. And that's why you have the best player in the world next to him. So you can kind of mask him, cover him, and kind of develop him. So they're not going to beat Golden State this year, as we know. Is there a team in the West that could beat Golden State and get to the finals? No, that's not even possible. Boogie Cousins is coming back, and he's like Debo in First Friday. On the bicycle, he's we, the original Debo, right? He's just like going around like <laughs> looking for people's gold here chains, you know? Yeah, like yeah, he, he, yeah. I, I'll say this before. Boogie Cousins, it's already scary. And, I, and this is about to get crazy. I'm about to say people are going to be really upset. Kevin Durant is one of the best highly skilled players in the NBA ever. He might be more skilled than than Jordan, more skilled than Kobe. Uh -oh. And I say this because he's 7'1", and he can do the same things. Like, he's seven feet tall, he can do the same things. He's unique. The only thing they have on him, and this is what LeBron has to get, that KD hasn't really mastered yet, is to conserve energy, is mastering the elbows without a dribble. Kobe would catch it there. Jordan would catch it there. All the game winners were there, and they don't need a dribble because their pivot work was phenomenal. Mm. And then they go into the low post, and they go, analytically, you don't want to do that. Well, analytics, as we know, doesn't really necessarily mean wins. We're looking at the Rockets right now, and they're analytically Man. driven, right. and they're struggling. The Browns. So, KD, if he chooses to master that, and right now he kind of conservative with it because he wants everyone to be successful, he's at another level. But to me, Golden State and Boogie Cousins, the addition is, who's going to guard him in the second unit? They're still going to bring him off the bench. So that means your starters have to play longer, and it's not possible. Where did the Rockets go wrong? I'm not sure where the Rockets went wrong. And a lot of times when a lot of people get paid – you know, Clint Capella just got paid. They lost Trevor Ariza, who to me was that X-factor guy who didn't mm -hmm. care if he scored. And I know he struggled in the elimination game in the Western Conference playoffs. But it, it, it didn't matter because what he brought to the table is not just on the court. It's in the locker room. It's in practice. It's getting to the gym early. It's that guy where you can vent to and he's neutral. And he mm. knows how to win because he's grinded his entire career to develop to become a winner and eventually land with the Lakers with Kobe and win a championship with Phil Jackson so yeah. he knows what it takes. So you lose that. And it's just like, okay, everyone's paid. That's cool. But what's your motivation now? It can never be money. And that's the, the angle that needs to change because they need their role players to play at a very high level in order for them to be successful. Is it, I mean, is there success in honestly – saying that you're just chasing Golden State. Like, Daryl Morey has said it a bunch of times. Like, everyone knows the Rockets are built to chase one team. Obviously, the whole league is, but 
the Rockets are trying to beat this one team, and they just can't. It just proves failure over and over and over again because they're being vocal about it. You have teams going into meetings in the offseason and saying, hey, listen, Golden State run might be for the next five or six years. Let, let's just tank. Mm. Let's just tank and hope that we dethrone them, dethrone them through youth movement, right? Eventually, one day they get old, we be young, and we come up and we knock. People are so afraid of them. I talked to KD. This is interesting. Teams are chasing KD, right? I mean, mm-hmm. teams are chasing, chasing Golden State. I talked to KD last February, and we were just kind of talking back and forth, and I was like, look, it was my, you know, my, my rookie teammate. He, he was a rookie. I was just vet the first two years. I was like, look, you have to dethrone the king. I'm just being honest with you. He was like, I know. I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm already studying filming him right now. This is in February. So he's, he studies film. Of Le- he's studying LeBron every chance he gets. Oh, by the way, yeah, we have, um, you know, we have Portland tonight. But let me check out these Le- LeBron clips. So he's always ready for that moment. But I don't think you can dethrone him. It's not going to happen unless – one or two pieces move. You talking about LeBron being de- like, like you can't dethrone Golden State. State. Oh yeah, unless yeah, you know yeah, KD yeah. leaves, Clay right, leaves. Right, right. It's, it's the only way possible. So who else in the West? If it's not Houston, who else in the West do you like? Uh, no one. It doesn't matter. Like you know, what are we talking about? We're talking about. It's like it's like. I mean, is there a team in the West that's going to surprise anyone this year? No, I mean, I mean, who, who cares? You know, Denver's making a great move and they're, they're making a run and it's fun to watch. But you get them in a seven game series versus Golden State. Yeah, it's going to be like, oh yeah, it's close at halftime. And I'm like, uh, Joy, I'm about to go get the mail, and we're going to come back and be like they're down twenty. Right. Like you know, it happens that quick. Like it doesn't matter. I, I really like the East more than I like the West. The West is set. I pretty much like the East. I like Toronto, man. I just like mm. that team put together. Anytime, last year they was like six in assist, right? Because DeMar DeRozan will hold the ball. He's a one-on-one player. He needs a system to move it. He's not going to stretch the weak side. He's not a big three-point threat. This year they brought in Danny Green. They brought in Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Two, two members from the Spurs. So when teams trade for a Spurs player... They're trading for that culture. Ooh. You heard Kimball Walker say it this week. He was like, TP has taught me a lot about how to win. I'm very grateful for him, meaning Tony Parker. Right. That's very that's that's powerful. Now you get two starters from their from from their championship teams. Yeah. They come on your team and you see what's happening now. They're winning even without Kawhi in the lineup. So do you like them more than the Celtics? I like them more than the Celtics by far. Why? Because you have Cal Lowry, who's a beast. He's an all-star. He's a great vertical player. Leading um, the league in assists. Big big time, averaging over 10 assists a game in the last eight games. Broke the Raptors uh, franchise record. You have Kawhi Leonard, who can defend one through five. He can even defend parking lot attendance or concession <laughs> stands. Like, it doesn't matter. He's just a great defender, oh, right? Man. And he comes in. But at the same time, it's very rare to have a dominant defender who can also play on the other side of the court offensively that's when you talk Jordan and Kobe stature mm-hmm. like that's what they did they defended the ball then they gave you 30 he's a big time winner you have Danny Green who is a great starting two guard in this league still and he knows what it takes to win he Champion. knows how to prepare to win he knows how to navigate a season and then you have these amazing role players and not to mention I swear they was in LA all summer together as a team playing pickup at UCLA I don't know if they ever stopped practicing right. like you know that's, that's great yeah. continuity and you're seeing mm-hmm. the impact of that now uh, can, I, can I ask a question about one LeBron one quick LeBron Laker question why are you asking me if you can ask a question just one quick is that, what, is that, is that somebody at home who's the greatest player ever no 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 no, no not, oh, no not we're not gonna, gonna, get, to gonna, gonna, gonna Go get that yeah we are I need I need well yeah we can get why 
plus minus because you getting you getting real analytical you getting real smart I appreciate it I'm learning a lot thank you Earl you're welcome okay <laughs> so look at this graph right here Lakers plus minus so far this season minus 30 points with LeBron on the court plus 19 with LeBron off like I don't know if that, if, it's, if that's normal for new teams or like new superstars or teams with LeBron like I explain that one to me LeBron is so good at doing everything on the court at a very high level consistently I just think that if you put him on any team besides Golden State you might have similar numbers it, right? Because mm-hmm. he's so good at what he does. He makes everything oh. easy. But I think also when you see that, you have to you have to you have to step back and say this. And this is hard for NBA coaches to do. And it's hard for players to accept. And I learned this from Hubie Brown in Memphis. He came in, he cussed us out when he used to go to the team and gave us roles. You have to come in and you have to say this. You have to you have to say this. You have to go, look, I'm I'm the head coach. I'm gonna sit everyone in the in the theater room or in in our film room, and what I'm gonna do is give everyone their role. Because it, the roles need to be defined. Mm-hmm. Anytime you got players talking about they deserve more time or they should start, you can see them. I like to watch players when they go to the bench. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the names, but we went to the Laker game when they played the Rockets. Players were getting subbed out. Pissed off they was getting subbed out. Who's getting, I'm, now, I don't know what name, but which team was getting subbed? Who's, the Lakers. Okay, Lakers. Can't happen. <laughs> you can't, you, pay, you wear one of the best jerseys with tradition ever in the NBA and yeah, Ash is like no it's San Antonio Ash is like no it's San Antonio but no it's the Lakers <laughs> with championships right right but you come out yeah. you, you that jersey matters more than the name on the back of, of, of your jersey yeah, like yeah, the front yeah. of the jersey matters mm-hmm. so when you come out it's all about doing your part so you have to define roles and once you define a role that plus minus would kind of even out but LeBron is going to always be way higher on the court so we got some kind of news this morning that uh, Mellow Ball is going to be playing high school ball again in uh, Northeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. Geneva. Um, wh- what's What does that mean for anyone who's kind of confused about what's happening with Mellow Ball? I mean, like, he's 17 years old. He's he's an amazing player. He has gotten amazing and, you know, priceless competition playing against, you know, a man around the world in different environments. And he just want to have a high school experience, and I think it's it's a I think it's perfect, and I hope UCLA can mend that relationship because if he's mm. recruitable, he needs to stay in LA. It just has to happen. Like it needs to be you know fixed and repaired, and UCLA needs to humble themselves, and obviously the other side needs to humble themselves and come to an agreement because no matter what, you know Alonzo and the family and they're part of. You know, you slay tradition no matter what. So yeah. you have to you have to fix that. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna he's gonna dominate high school. Ball. I guarantee you that first game is gonna be crazy, and every game after with attendance and fans. Gotta be. I hope if he wants to, it, it, I think he, I mean he said he wants to play college, so I hope he can play college. I hope Being the NCAA UCLA, do the right thing and they just let him have a college experience, even if he pays for it out of pocket. I hope he's mm. able to play mm. in the games. So they, is, that, is that possible to put to... It's, it's, really, it's really tricky because uh, our sophomore year at UCLA, Baron Davis and I came in as freshmen together. Steve Lavin was the head coach. Tony Parker committed to come to UCLA mm. from France. And the NCAA didn't clear him to come because he played professional in Europe and received money. Right. So I'm not sure what the uh, case is because it's your yeah. dad actually giving you the money, right, to play in the, where if he even received money from the JBA yeah, or yeah, touring around the world. I'm not sure what that case is, but the NCAA is very, very not open to players coming in with a shoe deal coming in with a brand yeah it's, it's sort of hope they do the right thing and let him play because i would love to see him in college basketball what do you make of the new uh g league rule adjustment 
or the the upping of the pay and allowing players to come and play there for one year? So I played 13 years in the NBA. I was blessed. And then I started coaching in the G League my first year. And the G League is a very tough environment to play in. John Simmons was my player who's now in Orlando. Mm -hmm. He went to San Antonio. And I remember telling him that I thought he would be great. He was a G League tryout. He paid $100 a tryout. G League has a lot of room to grow. Um, bringing in high school players to me make the most sense and I've seen it coming a long time ago even before the JBA started because you have ESPN deals and they can play they play their playoffs at the same time as March Madness so if you love basketball you can still get big names in you know a G League playoff series and it's going to be fun to watch and it, and it platforms but it's very dangerous for the high school player because when you come to these G League teams you best believe Intel is going to start immediately Mm. Your work ethic, can you shoot, can you run a pick and roll, what is your IQ? And now if I can get that for, what, 100000 without paying you millions and drafting you and figuring it out later, that would be a great investment for any NBA team. So if you come there, you better be prepared because you also got grown men with families who need to eat and they will never make it into the NBA right. and they might make 50 or 60000 which is a raise from the 20000 they were making a year and they're going to come and they will whoop your ass in practice. I'm just being honest <laughs> yeah, with you yeah. because I have to eat, right? Right. So you better be prepared. So it's going to be a give and take. I'd be curious to see. It'll be curious to see who actually, you know, tries it. Right. And hopefully someone out of it can make it a positive. Well, Jello's going into the pool. So he's trying to get into the G League mix. Yeah, but he's out of school, though. So we're talking about straight, yeah, we're from, talking high about straight from high school. Yeah, we're talking about straight from high school. The kids that don't want to play yeah. a year in college who want to go straight professional but can't aren't eligible for the NBA right. right away, which is essentially like the NBA saw what the JBA was doing. Right. And was like, well, we have the G League. Right. It's a smart I mean, move. Yeah, no, yeah. it is. But like you said, it's, it's risky for young players. Okay, so who's the greatest of all time? Uh, <laughs> here we go with this. Let's keep it real. Let's do it. I love this. I'm a. It's, Remember what you taught baby EJ? That's Kate, all I'm going to say. Kate, this, this is before. This is when oh, I was this playing. Is yeah, this oh, is okay. like when I was competitive. Okay. Um, Katie's going to have to be in that conversation very soon. If they win a championship this year and he drops another game where he just dominates and go for 45, he has to be in a conversation. Otherwise, I mean, you, can't, otherwise you can't. Otherwise, you can't say. Uh, Jordan has X amount of rings, and LeBron don't right. have X amount. If we talking rings, yeah. then in our generation, it, it, KD has to be in that mix. But you're gonna get pushed back on KD because he joined Golden State. Yeah, I don't care. Somebody knows he's, that's I the ring I don't argument. Care he's still, I don't care he's that he still, went there. no one still hasn't stopped him. Then when you get, you can't. Why? <laughs> I don't know why. I've been sitting watching this whole time. You can't because he's can't too do skilled. It. He's too skilled. So I say this, and this is gonna. So stupid. It, this is this is the worst debate. So much goes into perspective, right? You have Jordan, who is dynamic, and he changed the game of basketball, and he's culture, and you know we still buy the same. I bought the same shoe ten times, probably a hundred times. <laughs> like he still gets me, right? Right. And you have the Bulls, and you have the whole era where you know I was drawing Bulls logos on my mm. school homework, turning Hard in, and logo. getting X's on it. Like don't do this anymore. I'm like whatever you're. Whatever. And then you have him just dominating and winning, right? Yeah. They're the ultimate champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it comes down, he's focused. He doesn't He doesn't shake, and he's MJ fade away. No game right? seven. Mm-hmm. No game seven. In one game against Portland, he decides, I want to hit six threes. And we're like, damn, Jordan can shoot, right? So it changed. He grew. And then you have, 
and I don't know why people do not talk about this guy. Then you have the Mamba, right? You have him coming, and what he does is is at a higher level. Like game game winners going for eighty one, the culture, everything he brings to the table. And he did it in Los Angeles with pressure at 17, 18 years old. That's hard to do. With pressure and help. As you see now, what the Lakers are going through, it's a lot of pressure here. Yeah. yeah. Played 13 years in the NBA, and the most pressure I've ever had was playing for UCLA. Because it's championship or nothing. The Lakers are the same way, championship or nothing. They don't care about winning Western Conference title. You have to win it all. And then you have LeBron who can do everything. He's a mix between, you know, Jordan, athleticism, bigger, stronger, faster, and Magic Johnson's, like, just ability to make everyone better with the pass, right? But what people complain about is he doesn't take over the games offensively and go for 65. Mm -hmm. He kind of sits back and works his way through it, but he's just not that type of player. So I would say this. For me, I don't get involved with the go question. This is what I get involved with. No, this is what I get involved with. Okay. One shot, who takes your last shot? And whoever takes your last shot, that is your GOAT. Robert Ory. I'll see y'all later. Kobe Bryant. Kobe? Taking my last shot between those three? You, wait a minute. Okay. Okay. I'm rocking them today. Uh I mean, I just, it, so okay. is it is it overall like an NBA history who's taking the shot and that makes you yeah, go? If, that, if you want to go early, where you going to go? Will Chamberlain? No. Where, where are you going? Who? Jordan? No. 2013 NBA Finals. Oh, Ray Allen. She's talking Ray. about crazy Ray. This is where, that's why I don't have these conversations. Wait, wait, wait. Like, <laughs> this is why no, I don't well, do you it. Talk about not, the shot. Yeah, you you talked about the shot. You talked about the shot. No, this is too emotionally involved, bro. This is like... This is not even like, come on, dude. You give it between Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. You want Ray Allen to take no, the shot? No, no, I'm taking. Um, I just want the opportunity to point that out and uh, Where's upset the shot on the court. No, I'm going. I'm going Jordan, of course. You going Jordan to take the shot? I mean, Jordan take every game winner. Yeah, Paxson on a lot. I don't know why you're not answering this question. Steve Kerr on a lot. Because, why are you not answering this question? Why are you always going to do this pivot thing? Why can't I, you just I, answer I don't, the question? I don't do. You want me to say LeBron so you can argue Michael and then we can go. I'm tired of it. We do this every day at home. I'm tired of this. Like, I don't want to do this right now. Like, I'm chilling with Brandon. Y'all brought me like some hot I'm mocha. I'm already sweating. It's hot in here. It's like it is hot in here. I don't. I don't want to do we, this. Yeah, we right can't. Now. Um, we can't adjust the the thing. In Man, here. it's cool. I don't care. I, I like it. It's all good. But I'm not just. I'm not picking. I'm telling you what I would do. Kobe, I, Kobe's taking my last one. Listen, I am disappointed because. I've seen you guys have this conversation. I've been a part of them sometimes, and and it has been LeBron, Earl, and Brandon, and Joy, Jordan, John Desize. So for you to turn your back and bring up the Mamba, no, 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 you, the Mamba's always been. No, but you, you are, you know, I'm okay with it because LeBron doesn't deserve your backing right now. He's not playing well. That's why I'm wearing a Kobe shirt today. That's why LeBron you're wearing a Kobe shirt. LeBron's not doing it right now. Hey, listen, let me it's tell you winter, something. It's winter bus. LeBron, to me, is he's at a pivotal point in his career right now because he has to right the ship immediately. Mm. Like, he has to. You can't come to L.A. And, and just lose all these games. That's bad for legacy. That's bad for everything you build and everything you sacrifice. He knows it. It's a sense of urgency. But Kobe, sure. Kobe last game might be the best last game ever. Going, what he went for sixty versus yeah. Utah, yeah. I, but, a team that was needed to win to even have some playoff hopes, and he Gordon Hayward was defending. Gordon is a great defender, and he went for sixty. It was like perfect. It was like great defender getting worked all day because it's, it's the greatest it's player Kobe. ever. 
I was, yeah, mm-hmm. You right? <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you all of that. I'm gonna give you all of that. But the, all right, you good? Y'all good? This is good. You say you, that, that's all you have to say. I what just, what just, he wants me to say LeBron. Like, I don't you want, want him to say, say LeBron. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. I'm over with you. I don't care about this. Next no next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about it. Either. This is it, is, it is a it is a very heated debate in our household, and maybe maybe Earl started having it. It's not a heated debate. Like it well, it's not because I'm right, but you know it's okay. If Jordan and LeBron played against each other, Jordan wouldn't defend LeBron. Jordan had problems with Magic in the finals. Magic mm. was going to work on Jordan. He tried. And then who did they swing over? Scottie Pippen. Changed the series. So I'm going to say that up front. And can can Jordan defend? Can LeBron defend Jordan? Probably not. But Kobe can defend all. All right. Well, Kobe? Kobe? Yes. Kobe will, will guard Jordan. And Kobe will guard LeBron. He's done it. That's would, true. Would he be good at it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> One of the best defenders ever. No, yeah, no, no. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Kobe, 1996. 1996. 1996 was the year I stopped eating kids' meals. I was born in 1990. It was uh, Big Macs from then on out at six. It changed the game for you. 96. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a big year. Yeah. I was nine. Yeah. Yeah. Big year. Um, what did you say? He's laying out of this one. Huh? Yeah, Man, I was born in 90. You missed the whole hip hop era. I mean, you just you just told me the Migos the new NWA. They are okay. I'm just making sure you you, no, you okay being on, being on wax with that. Yeah, you're not rolling with Migos. With Migos. The Migos, Migos Culture Report. Report. It's a part of our show. Okay, I, so, I'm a big fan of of what the, the of the the honchos and the and the takes offs and yes. the and the and the and the Quavos. NWA is legendary. Words, a lot of groups out of Atlanta are legend like Outkast. Migos is man they're on another level right now. Everything they the game. touch is just. I don't. Amazing. I don't want to go that far. What? Yes. These independent the, the, the projects. Nothing but hits. Nothing. Okay. Nothing but bangers. Because we are making them. We we, yes, we we are. We tell them. We tell them what we like. Right. You can't. You can't. You can't ride down Wilshire and Santa Monica and bump Migos. We got to go down Crenshaw, bumping Migos, True and you will feel it completely True different. That. You know what I mean? You can't be riding on the beach like, oh, look know. at Malibu and Migos. They, there are a lot, a lot, a lot of bad and bougie being played yeah. at, at, at all the other places it, you're talking it, about. It, it is, but it's not the same when you roll down Crenshaw and be like, oh, yeah, they shot Boys in the Hood right here and Migos yeah, is blasting. And he's like, man, let's turn over to the NWA straight out of Compton. Like, it's just a different feel to it. So we're going to go get some Roscoe's, right? We're going to go down Crenshaw, bump Migos, switch those to NWA, and I guarantee you come back with tattoos and shit. Like, just, <laughs> just ready, right? Just ready to rock it. I guarantee it. I'm really tattoos on my face is there anything annoying that i do at home that you'd like to out me for uh what you mean like annoying like what like what's i mean yeah give michelle some michelle got yeah. real excited when you was coming on now she and then this whole basketball stuff she's gonna be like okay uh, where, where's, where's the what stuff? do you mean like annoying at home i'm confused like well i don't leave the toilet seat up obviously but you know Ooh, stuff I, like that yeah you um, I don't, you know, I don't really, I don't really tell home business like that, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, that's and that's why yeah. he's the goat. Yeah. He is the goat. Yeah, I don't, I don't really do all that. I'm from the hood. We don't, we don't talk like that. Right. We just started going to therapy. You know what I mean? Like so, like for us, it's different. You know, like. <laughs> but I will say some annoying things that you do is like you know. Uh, we have this this goat debate, and you do it at the wrong time. It's always like when we're brushing our teeth, and like, what the hell are you talking about right now? <laughs> and then, and like, you know, some other things, like, you know, I'm 
I'm not believing the that. The whole I don't really want to go to the grocery store thing is kind of like, dude, it's literally that, yeah. six blocks over, dude. Like, yeah, the grocery store is mean, very they, close they to the They deliver place. it, so. That's silly. Like, it was just go to the grocery store. We just going to get water. Like, it doesn't matter. Let's just grab the water and But bounce. then they could just bring it to us, though. I mean. And the water at y'all's gro- the grocery store around y'all house is right in the front. It's right. It's, dude. It's, what are you doing, Joy? I mean, making my life more convenient. Trust, trust me, dude. It's just, it's just different. She grew up in a football household. I grew up in a basketball household. Yeah, I mean, trust me. That's now me. I have to watch football on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not, I don't really do that. You're welcome. Like, you know I mean? That's not really my thing. You're welcome. So I just go to sleep. No? <laughs> um, I swear I go to sleep, dude. I believe I mean, I'm going to watch Football naps it. are good. It's like, I'm about to hum. I wake up and it's yeah. like, damn, it's still the first quarter? <laughs> <laughs> I'll sleep for three hours. Like, damn. It's a long game. Who's that's playing? Not the case. I'll watch Chiefs play, though, but that's about it. My homes, that's it, because I'm from KC, obviously. But other than that, I don't think nothing's annoying. I mean, besides you saying you can beat me in one on one. Oh, like, I did beat you in one on one. And LeVar said go. it. He was he said it actually. LeVar right says a lot of things. LeVar said right LeVar there, says a lot of LeVar things. LeVar sat right there and said that to to the people that I beat you in one on one because it's on video. LeVar says a lot of things. You know, he also said he can beat Jordan. It's LeVar, it's LeVar. I mean, as of right now, it's he hasn't they haven't played, so And what happened yeah, after you said that? I beat you one on one. And then what happened? I'm not gonna put you. How'd you beat? How'd you beat you? She did not beat me in one on one, dude. <laughs> I didn't want to mess up my OVOs. I wasn't gonna crease them. So like, she goes through a little crossover, right, the same right. crossover, like yeah. the uh uh-uh. uh. And then I was like, oh, she don't really make layups all the time anyway. So I let her make a layup, and she swore she crossed me. Like in her mind, it went faster than what it really went. And in my mind, I was like, dude, just hurry up and do the crossover so we can leave. Like, you know what I mean? Right, right. And then she went. People are watching us. And she hit the layup, and yeah. she was like, start talking trash. And I was like, yeah. never again would she ever get the ball to the rim. I'm tired of this, yo. All right, so we might as well tell the story. The so, height difference is, is, is... That's slight. That's kind of what happened, except okay. for I did actually beat him, and we had a huge <laughs> bet on the line. Well, because no, because yeah. he was like, you can't touch the... We were at the JBA tryouts in Seattle, the first tryouts. And he said I couldn't touch the um, touch the rim. Listen to me. Let's uh, touch the net, mm-hmm. which I did three three separate times, also on video. She barely touched. We I videotaped it. Touched it or didn't touch we it. We had to slow mo the videotape to see if it no. moved. Right? You know what I mean? So yeah, you moved the net. It could have been wind. It could have been long nails. But you actually yeah, moved you the net. Nails. I give you that. You did it. Did I touch? Court of law. Did I touch the net? Yes or no? I have the videotape. It's like we have the slow mo, and she like. Okay, so like I touched that three separate times. Here we go. And then we had a very big bet on the line, remember? Oh, yeah, this is fake news, bro. It's not fake news. I'm 5'2", that's very, that's a big deal. You're not 5'2". Yes, I am. Okay. okay. How tall am I? I'm not even arguing with this. I'm, I want you to cook tonight, so I'm not even arguing. I'm 5'2". 5'2". <laughs> right, I'm uh, Anyway, actually I want my tacos. We had tacos last night. I'm 5'2", I touched the net three times, and then we played one-on-one, I won him one-on-one, What? and then we played again, and he's always talking about how he's gonna dunk on me, and I was like, you're not gonna dunk on me because I will flip you, because I will flip you. You're not gonna dunk on me. I will not allow that to happen. I will injure you before you dunk on me. How is this the last time y'all even played one-on-one? Huh? How is this the how is this the last so long ago? No, no, no. Sec- I'm talking about the second time we this played. Happened okay, like okay. In, this happened like in June. Yes. Okay, okay. No, July. July, July, yes. So uh, we decided to play one-on-one again. And this was the last time we played one-on-one. <laughs> okay, yeah. And it didn't go so well, so well for me. What did you do? Dunked on her. Oh, no, you didn't. She jumped. Why are you doing that? Because she kept telling people she beat me in one-on-one. <laughs> like, I was like, yo, this, this narrative has to end today. 
and we ended it today. But I still love her though. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> she stepped on the court and she was so serious and she was hard fouling me. Yo. I was going for a layup. She was like trying to take my arm off. Like you're gonna break your hand. Now, I really is, didn't think. I thought I broke my arm. This is where is someone's backyard? Like it ain't even oh, our backyard. They looking at like what the hell is going on here? Like this is too intense. You dunked on someone else's backyard. I had yeah. to. I it was mean, very rude. I, I, so confident. the first time he went up, I did hard foul him. I, I fouled the shit out of him. I thought I broke my arm. That's how hard I hit him. He has he has strong bones though. I, I guess I'm playing there for a long time. Not to take a foul. <laughs> I, I can sit in her eyes. In my mind, I can like move him. You know, in my mind, I can I can like. Back you know what it down. was? She thought that since I'm older, that you know I can hard foul him for a couple more years, and he ain't gonna be able to dunk anyway. Right. I just got a hard foul, and I get off the yeah, court. He that never was dunk my plan. on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could tell her motives by her her eyes and her focus. Yeah. When she say stuff too. But I hit her with like a vet move and like kind of like pushed her underneath the rim, showed her underneath the rim. She stumbled back and she jumped, and I jumped. It was like bam, game over. You Let's dunked go. under the rim. I put it. She jumped. I was like, boom, let's go home. I'm hungry. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to Casa Vega. I'm sorry. I love you, but I had to do it. Like, it was. It was real. It was really rude. I had to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's. I, just had to I do was it. talking big shit, though. Yeah, you, but you, I was upset. I was really upset, though. You was upset. I could see it in your eyes. You was crushed. Was, <laughs> make me no difference. <laughs> see, we competing. I don't we gotta care. Go live. We got to go live next. Well, well, I, skip up. What's the next thing we do as, as, a, as, a, as a maybe I'm crazy unit group? Last time was uh, the, the, the volleyball game yeah. where you was doing too much. You got in my head. Yeah, I we, admit that. And we beat y'all. I, I don't know. No, we, we beat ourselves via Earl. <laughs> And Joy, nope, Joy, no. you lost composure. No, okay. You no. was LeBron. I did not lose composure. Yes, you was. I did not want to handshake with you. You was throwing shade back and forth. Like, Don't listen to her. Yeah. Don't listen to her. I'm trying to tell y'all this to jokes. Us. He gets in your head. Look what's she happening had... right now. We're arguing amongst each other. He's so good at this. <laughs> she had she had a Kobe mentality. She like didn't want to pass the ball early. Kobe. She was trying to hit every volleyball. Like, you got to trust your teammates. I was no, like, stop. I was like, I was like, I was like, y'all. I was like, Ash. I can't believe. I can't believe Ashley. You are part of this. You love the Spurs and you chose a team that don't pass. What Ashley's happened? the easiest to, to get going. Man. You can, you, you can talk to Ashley so easily. Wait a minute, you got to vouch for how good of a volleyball player I am real quick. You're really good. You hustle all over the court. Hey. You get sand everywhere, but you just don't hit the ball. Hey. But I mean, but it's... it's you it's, can it's, right after hustle. It's, it's all you good, though. The like, hustle, and then that's just the end hustle accounts for something. You know yeah, I mean? no, of hustle. course. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you you're, like, you're like, you know, you can be great, and you can be like, man, that's crazy. you like the Lance Stevenson of volleyball. Yes! Like, you know Lance Stevenson, I tell you. Yeah. They try to say Dale the antics, With yeah. all the antics. I'm the mean dream team. Uh, the yeah. volleyball court. Yeah, you like Lance. Like, Lance. He can help you win, and he can be like, yo, he can just you dive through the air at nothing. Yeah. Or, and, yeah, like and he can flop, you know, it's, yeah. it's perfect. I'm with clearly you injured after every game. We do actually need to do another volleyball no, game soon. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> that's it Todd, like, last time we did it everyone was sick like we played for five well, hours yeah we played for five yeah, hours that was, that was that a mistake was heat exhaustion it was too that much was, was but it's not that hot out now so. on my feet no, should, I'm done yeah. with that I'm done with volleyball you had some ace ringers though you brought UCLA you strong UCLA our kids gonna get into UCLA just because you, your ties I, I got a lot you. of love at UCLA you know it's, 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 UCLA is a special place we all know that yes um, before you go uh, you are a part of Latitude Sports. Yes. We went and yes. saw your panel, speaking of Tyson, mm -hmm. um, in San Diego 
for Latitude, and Brandon was there with his fiance. Yes, great um, time. Yes, so tell everyone a little bit about Latitude Sports. Latitude Sports is you know a platform for my mom's uh, first generation Mexican American. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandparents are legal, you know, immigrants who became legal from Mexico, obviously, and it's a platform just for Latino people for tech, for art, for food, music, and now I just created the the platform of sports. And we had Lonzo, Gary Payton, Lonzo, and, and Tyson Chandler, and they actually met each other there, and now they're teammates, which is, right, you know, crazy. the way the world works, synergy is amazing, so he's going to be great, and that partnership is there. And it's just an amazing platform. It's a four-day conference in San Diego in September, but we're traveling it. And, you know, obviously my goal is always just, you know, be a coach, and obviously in basketball when the timing is right, but you have to be more than an athlete. You have to reach more than just basketball people and deliver a narrative that people don't understand that all, you know, illegal immigrants from Mexico, their kids don't turn out to be gang members and drug dealers. Mm. I'm a part of my, I'm, I'm, the, I'm that end game. You know, mm-hmm. UCLA made it out, NBA preschool in Kansas City, and amazing you know, opportunity to connect with people and create programs for children throughout the country. So that end game isn't always negative, and we need to get our narrative out there. But, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. You was there. Yeah, yeah. No, it was yeah. awesome. It was a great time. I, I mean, to hear all those stories from Tyson Chandler, Gary Payton, and the Lonzo Ball, and the, the stories throughout, and just the heritage that comes with being a – Afro-Latino? Yeah, Afro-Latino. My dad's black. My mom's Mexican. And um, and obviously, socially, I'm impacted by a lot of things right now. So I feel it deeply twice. Yeah. So for me, it's like, you know, this country is all about change and growth. It doesn't matter. Uh, I think that's what makes this country special is people evolve and, you know, communities evolve. But it's not going to happen just by sitting back. You have to get out there and be proactive. And some people are more, like, aggressive with it and some people are more creative with it. But you have to change the narrative and just speak your your experience, your existence, and your vision, if that makes sense. You can follow them, uh, I believe it's at Latitude Events on Instagram, and follow Earl, Earl J. Watson, on Instagram as well. Thanks, uh, fiance, for coming in. I have a name. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me, and next time you have to come on my team. Right? Oh, I mean, Ash? I mean, that's not gonna happen. You know, as you want to win. You, I thought, I thought she you said, "Yeah." By the way, she said, "Yeah." Then you looked and she stopped. That is so shady. That is so shady. That is so shady. She's like, "Yeah, yeah." You look. She's like, "She said my team might be for the dap too." Because yeah. I wouldn't. I'm not. I don't know about that yet. Uh-huh. I don't know I about that. Yet. This. I don't know about that. Oh, John Lucino. John Lucino. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out uh, when we get there, and we're not playing for five hours. So you're in then. You are gonna play some more. Yeah, maybe. This is our longest interview we've had since last time you came on. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, baby. Uh, thanks. All right, that was fun. Yes. Always nice to have family in the house. How was was that? Was that good for you? It was great. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. It. I Earl's one of my favorite people. Uh, my, he is my favorite person. Yes. Oh, really? That's yes. cool. You should. Oh, oh you, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. What are we? What am I winning or quitting today? Quit it. Quit We about to turn up in this Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start now. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, just like Clark Kent, Cam Newton likes to call himself Superman. I prefer the NFL's Dapper Dan, and this season his play is undeniable. Cam has 15 touchdowns, only four interceptions under new offensive coordinator Nerve Nor Nor. I never know how to say Norv Turner, and the Mad Hatter has scored at least two touchdowns in his last seven games for the Panthers. Joy, Cam, and the Panthers are Super Bowl contenders. Win it or quit it. Mad Hatter is a good nickname for him. Right? I can't believe no one else has thought about yet. It's a Mad Maybe they have. I don't know. I don't want to take. I don't want to take. I don't pull a Rebel Wilson. And just take credit for things that are just not true. Uh, 
I'm gonna continue. To just take, not true. I'm gonna continue to take. Although I will say, like, Just Right is the most unrealistic basketball movie. Just Right. Maybe when ever was that? Made. Was that one of the ones maybe that went made. straight to DVD? Huh? Oh, Queen Latifah. Comma, comma as a basketball player. Com- yeah, comma I, I mean, just wasn't. Comma. Did I say comma? You did say comma. Yeah, I said twice. Comma. I don't know what's happening. It's coming straight from the shy. Comma. But it's a good watch. Yeah, I mean, it's it, a good watch. It's not the every most Queen Latifah movie. The Last Holiday was a he good just watch. He plays the piano also. Was that a part of it? Yeah, I didn't, I don't like think it's I, like we get it anyway. Some of those movies uh, used to previews. The point is, there, there's been other rom coms. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Cam. Uh, uh, yes, Cam. Cam Newton. That thing we're supposed to be talking about. So uh, I'm gonna with that. I, there, look, the Panthers. I think maybe it's it, it could possibly be some leftover feelings about last year that are influencing my opinion of the Panthers this year. Because mm. the reality is, the Panthers are actually very good, yes. and Norv Turner has. I believe changed Cam Newton's life because he is having. First of all, he's ha- yeah. he's more accurate than he's ever been in his career. Right. They're winning. They're six and two. Uh, so are. like, I mean, they're one of the best teams in the league. It's yes. just uh, when you say that, you're like, ah, oh, the Panthers. Though I don't know. Like, I know. do I really do I trust that? I know. But they're six and two, yeah. and they've scored uh, over the last nine last nine quarters. They scored 99 points, mm. over a thousand total yards, seven rushing touchdowns, and they're averaging uh, almost seven yards a play. What was the rushing touchdowns? Seven. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and they play four of their next five games on the road, which is kind of going to be the test mm. here, uh, starting with Thursday night in, in, in Pittsburgh, which is going to be an important game for, for both of them, really, because uh, Pittsburgh's playing better. I'm still not entirely sure. And it's kind of, I kind of feel like the same way about both of them, like both teams. Yeah, but I, I think but I Thursday do... night on Fox. Make sure you watch that. Yes, it's one of the... Great Thursday night football game. Um, I, but I, I say that, say... I didn't say anything yet. Um... And then when you think about it, no, but seriously though, if you think about the Steelers and the Pan- and the Panthers, you think very very similar. But when it comes down to it, the Steelers can win over the top. Yeah. The Panthers just can't, and they haven't. And therefore, I have to go with the Steelers. In Your this game. boy Christian McCaffrey's been killing it though too. I, he's been great, and I and I've loved him on fantasy football. But because of that, I've seen that. It's a different way of moving the ball than the Steelers yeah, but, do. Yeah, totally, yeah. and that's fine. Uh, and and I think like the thing with Cam Newton for me is I always just feel like the league is better when Cam is playing well. Always. Uh, just like I feel like the league is better when the Cowboys are good, but they can't do us that favor this year. Come on, a lot. Um, but Jim with Cam, Smith. like Cam's such a Cam's such a a, a brand superstar, and mm-hmm. he's just he's just an electric player. So when he is playing well, which they are, and the Panthers are winning. Around him, I just I just think the league is better. So I'm glad that the Panthers are winning. I'm glad that Cam is playing well, and I'm glad that it's not we're no longer having to talk about how he can't complete passes because it, it, it's nice. I agree. Quarterback with Melanin, always a big fan. Yes. But they definitely have the Saints twice yeah. in the, uh, before the season ends, and the <laughs> Saints are actually good. So. Uh, Yes, the Saints the Saints are a good team. That yeah. is an actual, that's yes. a fact. Facty, fact, fact. All right, what's okay. next? Uh, defense wins championships, and the Raiders have none. At 1-7, Gruden's guys have allowed other teams to score 31.5 points a game and are currently ranked last in the NFL in sacks. In fact, the NFL currently has 10 players that have more sacks than the Oakland Raiders do as a whole. John Gruden traded away Khalil Mack to stockpile draft picks and apparently is tanking during what may be the Raiders' last season in Oakland. Joy, Gruden's Raiders are the new Browns. Wit it or quit it. Um, well, the, the Browns are still being the Browns, so I can't replace them yet. They're not the Browns anymore. So I'm going to quit I'm gonna quit. They're that. not the Browns anymore. They already have more wins than the Raiders, so they can't be. Like, they're not. They, they have a, they're they're going to hire a new coach. They have uh they're starting their overall they pick. They fired Hugh Jackson.
Jackson in the middle of the season after taking a quarterback number one overall because he can't get along with Todd Haley. It's a disaster. I'm not going to get into the Browns. They're 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 still the Browns. The Browns are still the Browns. The Raiders are trying to be the Browns. They're hardest Mm -hmm. to be the Browns. Uh, In life, one of my mottos is uh, whatever you do, don't be the Browns. Okay, and that's what the Raiders are doing. Like, I just, I don't understand. It. It's a very oh, simple motto. motto. Whatever you do, don't be the Browns. Yes. And they're a disaster. And and look, like, I, I wanted the Gruden thing to work. I really did. And and I, I, I don't want to be that person like everyone else who's like prematurely saying that this is a disaster. Like the, the Gruden hiring is a disaster. Mm-hmm. But it's like you step away from any business for ten years, and I don't care like if you're watching it. Like if you're a Ariana's a gymnast, right? Yes. Okay. So she's a gymnast coach. Yes. Right, she's she's an elite gymnast coach, and she decides to stop being a gymnast coach and instead becomes a, a, a commentator yes. for for gymnastics. Gymnastic right? commentator, and then yes. ten years of doing that, mm-hmm. not being involved with with gymnasts, not being in the gyms every day, not scouting talent on on a level that your job is responsible for, and you step back in. I mean, Ariel, how do you think you do? Right, and that's like that's the thing. It doesn't matter what the uh, what the business is. Yeah. Like you step away from something. I don't care if you're talking about it. It's different when it's your responsibility to make those decisions. Yes. So uh, look, the reason why it's a big deal is because John Gruden is a huge name. Obviously, he was with the Raiders. It's nostalgia and all that little hundred million dollars that they gave him. But the fact of the matter is, is they are a. F- disaster they are really 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 bad yeah. they're one in seven they mm-hmm. lost to the 49ers who don't have a quarterback 34 to 3 they did that day okay yeah last yeah. thursday night and shout out to nick mullen good yes. for him whoever you are have your day you, nick mullen yeah good yes. for you good mm-hmm. for you and it's it's their fourth straight loss by 14 over 14 points it's the first time in, in franchise history they're a disaster and I feel bad for Oakland because they're losing, they're losing the Warriors and they're mm-hmm. losing the Raiders, and that's not fair. And this is not the way that the Raiders should be leaving Oakland. It sucks for Oakland. It's not cool. I, my thing is, John Gruden's going to try to rebuild the team with draft picks, and you've talked about draft picks, and I and I agree with your take on draft picks. But taking those draft picks and moving them to Vegas, whenever they end up there, like we're going to ask millionaires coming fresh out of college to rebuild a program with you building around Derek Carr and whoever else they keep from this team? Because I think it's going to be a mass exodus at the end of this. Completely rebuild the Raiders uh, at the end th- of the season. Of course they're going for a total rebuild. And, and uh, I mean, the last I checked, that that building is not uh, assembled in Vegas. Oh, yeah. No, okay? it's so, not. Okay, so where not. are they going to play? It is not. Does anyone know? Okay. All and here's games. the thing. Here's what I don't understand about this decimation of franchises, Okay. Why? And it's something that it's something that Earl said. You can't teach people that losing is okay. It's a mm. mentality. Yeah. It's contagious, bruh. Like you can't get into this pattern of losing is okay yeah. and uh-huh. we're tanking and don't try to win. And then all of a sudden you get some picks and you're like, oh, nope, nope, that loser stuff not acceptable. That all way you've been doing everything, slacking off and it's whatever and lackadaisical, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Now I want you to be serious and act like champions. That's not how it f-ing works. And it doesn't, it's not just one individual player. It's not just the team. It's the whole organization. You look at organizations like the Spurs. You don't see f-ing up shit around the Spurs because they have a championship mentality. You don't see that shit around the Patriots because they have a championship mentality. Okay. They're the Patriots way, okay? You don't you don't see wild stuff around franchises that are mm-hmm. consistent. You don't see that stuff around the Warriors on any level. Not from the top all the way down to the bottom because everyone has pride in what they do. They have pride they work for that organization. They have pride that they're that, that they are a part of a winning organization that produces champions 
and everything is about excellence. You can't create this 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 environment of, of chaos and disaster and 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 bullshit. Everyone wants to come and play for the Raiders. Okay. Dang. Yeah. Maybe when they're in Vegas and they've got a brand new shiny stadium and yeah. everything's going to be thrown their way. But right maybe. now, you guys are one and seven and the worst team in in the league, and it's looking like a disaster. So it's not cool. I don't know why I went on that giant tirade about it, but I'm just I feel bad for Oakland because no, not cool. it's, it's true. Is it? John Gruden, I don't know if he can rebuild that. What does he What does he rebuild? I just don't know why you have to tear everything down to the very bottom. Like coming in and bo- the Raiders were not in a horrible situation. Okay, so so you no. don't have to come in and completely destroy everything. Everything that they were doing was not wrong. Take bits and pieces. Keep, talk to the veterans that are there. What do they do that they, works for them? What would they like to see change? Every you are not right about everything. Not to mention you ain't been around for ten years. Mm. Like I know everybody wants to come in and institute their own culture, but it's about communication, like and be transparent. And it feels like there's just this this disconnect with John Gruden and the team, and then like just the Raiders in general and everybody else. Nobody knows what they're doing. The owners and GM, those, those people are at fault too, because somebody put Gruden in charge of those guys. Of course, yeah. and I and I don't believe in stockpiling draft picks. Like yeah. you, 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 you're not going to be the lucky person that's going to draft the next Tom Brady. Just so stop it. But you could for all but the gamblers out not. there. But you're not. Okay, moving on. I'm trying to do a Highlander. Did you watch the Highlander? I feel like it was like a Caucasian thing. Okay. When it comes to goats, there can only be one. Tom Brady slayeth Aaron Rodgers in their second meetingeth in the year of Yahweh 2018th. Therefore, thereby, ending Rodgers' quest for goatdom. And after Breeze Big Bayou win over the once defeatedeth LA Ramseseth, there is the last, there is one last goat conversation remaining. Joy, Brady and Breeze is the new NFL GOAT conversation, with it or quit it? Um, it should be the new, I'm winning it, it should be the new GOAT conversation. I've been pumping this narrative for weeks. We have evidence of it on this podcast, so I want to be credited for it because... We have evidence on the field now. Because uh, we have evidence on the field, yes. and I, I feel like I'm not being given the proper credit for <laughs> for, for saying this, because people were making fun of me, and yeah. it's being very dramatic about about this Rodgers-Brady thing, and, and I've been saying, no, Breeze is actually better than Rodgers. I don't care that he plays in a dome. Guess what? They play away games, too. Guess what? They win those games, too. Okay. I don't want to hear about it. Okay. The, the, the real comparison is is Breeze and Rodgers if you're going to have a conversation about that. And I'm sorry, like, I'm not knocking Aaron Rodgers. Still super talented. Still top three, top four quarterback in the league. Okay, know. but I, I try to tell you the Packers weren't good. Nobody wanted to hear that nonsense either. Yeah. Okay, the only reason they're in the conversation for the playoffs or in the conversation for being a good team is because Aaron Rodgers is on that team. Take Aaron Rodgers off that team. Oh, we did that because he was injured. They're really fucking bad. So... The actual comparison is Breeze and Brady. Yeah. And if you look at their numbers, like obviously Brady is still the goat. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm really off having like people compare to Tom Brady. Like I just think it's Especially silly. Especially after last week. I just think it's silly. Like he, he's been to eight Super Bowls. He's won five of them. Like at one point or another, it's just like, come on, come on, come on. All right. So the point is, can't like, stand you can't compare Super Bowl appearances, right? So we'll just take that out. Like. Breeze and Rodgers each have a Super Bowl, and Breeze's numbers just far surpass that. How has Drew Breeze not won an MVP? He should win an MVP this year if Patrick Mahomes doesn't get it. Yes, I'm seeing Patrick Mahomes, but I, but I think Drew Breeze should win an MVP this year. Yeah. I mean, Patrick, I'll, I'm talking about the top three, I'll take Patrick Mahomes over Aaron Rodgers right now, just based on what I've seen this season. Uh, this season. I'd like to see another season. Okay. But, but Mahomes is 
If I'm playing the game right now, yeah, I'm building around him. But you just look at their numbers. Like, Breeze has over 72,000 passing yards in his career. Brady, 68,000. Passing touchdowns, they're basically even. 506, 505. Mm -hmm. Completion percentage, Breeze is a little bit better. 67%. Brady, 64%. Passing yards per game, Breeze is 283 to Brady's 262. And their passer rating is is also almost equal. uh, 97.4, 97.6. Like, they're they're basically comparable. Brady has more Super Bowls. Okay, so Brady gets the knock knock for me, but like Breeze Breeze needs to be in this conversation, and I don't know why we. Maybe it's just because he's in New Orleans, or maybe because he's not tall. I don't know what it is, but like he's just like nice. I don't know what it is, but he needs to be in this conversation, and I'm right, and I'm I feel like I I need people to get on the campaign. I'm just gonna campaign for myself. I've been saying this. I deserve credit for this. Say it one more time. I deserve credit for this. I created this narrative. There you go. Thank you. Good for you. Hear ye, hear ye. The Buffalo Bills are petty. I don't even really know if it's the Buffalo Bills or if it's like the entire league, but we're going to focus on the Mm. Buffalo Bills. Mm. Okay, and we're going to start with Nathan Peterman. Talk about it. All right, so um, kind of under the radar uh, situation, not how bad Nathan Peterman is. That's above the radar. We know that, okay? (laughs) Over-publicized. Over-publicized. Most famous third string awful quarterback of all time, okay? And he's getting a pass because he's like a nice kid, I guess. Um, but Nathan Peterman, I, again, kind of like with the Matt Patricia thing, I, I'm like kind of hesitant to like crush him, but he's like so bad at playing football. So EJ Manuel posted something and then deleted it. Um, this was right after Nathan Peterman threw his third pass to the other team, that other team being the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost 41 to 9. Yep. Um did the Buffalo Bills very fucking bad? Yeah. Um, I, there's a lot to get to here. Okay, so so EJ Manuel posted this. Uh, I usually never open about up about my situation in Buffalo, but the fact is the guy has had multiple games with four plus interceptions. True, and I still don't have a job in the league. True, unreal. Say what you want about me, but never have I ever done that. Forget a learning curve. I didn't get the luxury of being able to use that as an excuse. I wonder why. Hmm. 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 So. In four years and 17 starts with the Bills, EJ Manuel had a 6 and 11 record with 19 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. That's not very good, but Peterman has three touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and only 130 career attempts. So Nathan Peterman is astoundingly bad. Very, 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 very bad. Other quarterbacks that are playing in the league currently um, or are currently uh, on a team Tom Savage, Matt Barkley, Matt Barkley. USC quarterback. Matt Barkley. Okay, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. There's also Brock Shut Osweiler, up. Brandon Whedon, Colt McCoy, Derek Anderson, also on a team. Okay, so why can't EJ Manuel get a job? Now, I'm not here to campaign for EJ Manuel for getting a job. He's the one that's campaigning for himself getting a job. But it's a good question because uh, he is implying that it's because he's black, for anyone who's not understanding what the fuck I'm saying right, right. now. Yeah. Um, black quarterback. And a, a 2015 study showed that black quarterbacks are twice as likely to get benched as their white counterparts. Um, but a team usually improves more when a white quarterback is benched rather than a black one. I'm not making this up. This is just studies. Who knows? Facts. Whatever. My bigger question is, uh, I mean, I could basically do a stand-up routine just on the Buffalo Bills. I mean, there's a lot of material there. You might be racist if yes. your quarterback is Nathan Peterman. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yes. I'm just making jokes. Yes, Everyone yes. calm down. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, but, that, that, I, but the point is, Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job, and Nathan Peterman is out here with a jersey on a field. They're trotting Nathan Peterman yeah. out as their starting quarterback. And don't hit me with anything about 
the collusion case, okay, because Eric Reed has a job in the NFL. I don't know why it's so hard for people's brains to work. I don't care. I'm not talking about Kaepernick. I'm not talking about EJ Manuel. I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills and why it is acceptable for them to put this. I wish I deserve money back on my Sunday ticket for a Bills game being a part of something I have to pay for. This is bullshit. Tyrod Taylor was on that team last year. He He got them to the playoffs after a 17-year drought. They trade him for a third-round pick. The f*** are you doing? I don't understand what the Buffalo Bills are doing. Can someone explain this to me? They've got Nathan Peter. Like, I'm sorry. This is a disaster. Forget the rant that I went on about the the Raiders. This s*** is a disgrace. (laughs) Okay, okay. E.J. Manuel was released after his rookie contract, which the Bills had every right to do so. In the rookie contract, he should have been picked up by another team. Because because his white court, quarterback counterpoints, all those other guys, Bat Barkley, yes. they all got, they all saw a second team. No, they're, they're, in, they're, in a real way. That is a, that is obviously a thing. It's what EJ Manuel is implying. It's what everyone's talking about with Colin yeah. Kaepernick. And I don't want to compare the EJ Manuel situation to Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. EJ Manuel is, is is more along the lines of like actual the the the, the statistic in the study. Colin Kaepernick is obviously an outlier right. situation. We know Colin Kaepernick is not going to get another job in the league. Right. But the point, the overall point is. Um, what are the Buffalo Bills doing? And I get it. Like Josh, they, Allen, they, they drafted though? Josh Allen, and Josh Allen got injured. That's unfortunate. And guess what? It's also football. Yeah. People get injured. That's why you have a backup quarterback. Yeah, and your backup quarterback should not be Derek Anderson. Your backup quarterback should not be Matt Barkley. And your backup quarterback should not be Nathan Peterman. Lily. All right. Uh, I'm going to give a special lit list spot to celebrations this week. Uh, we had a throwback celebration by Michael Thomas, um, <laughs> replaying Joe Horns, which mm-hmm. is actually replaying Shannon Sharps. You're buying into the narrative. I, 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 I mean, I saw, Shannon did it first. I, I know. Joe, I, Hor- I, Joe I, Horn actually I took the, self, the actual cell phone out, yes. but Shannon did it first. Yes. Um, the hand cell with phone. The, with the cell phone. He actually got a flip phone. Which I haven't, like, where do you even get a flip phone? You said he bought it from a liquor store. Uh, probably Metro PCS. I don't know. Um, and store. then uh, Kevin Byard remade the To uh, Dallas Star yeah. celebration. Uh, he, he did a little. He did a little dance on it. Yeah, a little eyes so, so, so did some other Titans, uh, which they deserve because that game was just a, is pathetic. Pathetic performance by the Cowboys. I, I, we'll, the Cowboys will get to. I want to say that there's no way celebrations are lit because the only reason they are lit this week is because people were doing old celebrations. No, the Seahawks did a nice little thing. All of the orchestrated ones, anyone, any big orchestrated touchdown dance, I want to see in movies. I don't want to see on Sunday because you spend too much time on it. And I'm not being a fuddy-duddy because I like the celebrations. I love that defense can celebrate. I love all of them. I, you know what I want to see? Um, I want to see more big guy celebrations. Yes. I, w- I want to see more of the linemen in- integrated into the celebrations. Yes. Okay, because that's that's where it gets interesting. Okay, so that's, that's, <laughs> no that, is my, that is my um, call okay, to I'll action. That. That is my that. call to action to the NFL. I want to see more big man moves. This, I, w- I will say this. There's some good sack dances out there. Yes. You're, you're obviously no, no, no. I'm talking about for one. touchdowns. Right, I know. I'm talking about O-linemen. They need to, you need to integrate. Yeah, I mentioned um, Jason's, uh, my brother, uh, Jason Taylor's. Uh, what was that? I always uh, thought, I, thought I, was, I was like so a circle. So I was like, circle. can we get this camera here? It was like this. Like, it would be like a sack. Like a sack on the ground. Yes. And then he'd go, he'd go. I don't want to be more dramatic. And he, yeah, like yeah, and he was, and he'd like, just all long. Yeah, he was like, he's very lanky. Like a, so there's a lot of arms and legs going on. I'm not going to do all that because it's, it's sweaty in here. Shut but, up. Um, but yeah, that was, it was a good one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Who else is lit? Okay. Who else is lit? Um, that would be the Saints. Mm. We've talked a lot about them. Yep. Um, but the Saints are looking like they, I mean, herd hierarchy, uh, Collins had them number one. Mm-hmm. Um, the past two weeks. The past two weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to argue with them because uh, the Saints are really, really, really good this year. Breeze is on pace for 4,672 yards, 36 touchdown passes, uh, two interceptions, a career passer rating of uh, 120.6, and an NFL record, like he doesn't have enough of those, completion percentage of 76.3. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. They're killing it this year, uh, and I don't really see them slowing down. So I know, and because of that, I want to say, you you got. And if they have home field advantage, you were saying you were saying Rams, you were saying Rams Steelers Super Bowl. That is still that's still possible. That's still in play. I am going for the Steelers. Were giving me a little scare there at the beginning of the season, but they figured I, it out. I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at Saints, Patriots Super Bowl. The American people, NFL fans, football fans deserve to see Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. Again. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'd really love to see the Chiefs and Rams, but based off of uh, time, mm-hmm. you know, Father Time, we yes. may not have another opportunity to see Brady and Brees. I don't in the know. Super Bowl. I, I, I know. I, I'm, out, I'm out on the Two AJ more quarterback seasons. thing. Yeah, um, and I'm, and I'm pissed but about it. But the way it. that I'm both pissed. teams are playing this year. Um, that would be an amazing Super Bowl. All right, next on the list is the Steelers. As I just mentioned, they got their fourth straight win, uh, beating Baltimore hmm, on Sunday. Uh, and now James Conner has suck. better numbers than Le'Veon Bell, so I don't know what to say to Le'Veon Bell at this point. Like, mm, I, 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 I'm still for however you want to handle your money situation, but like, I hear that. But can we all agree that maybe if Le'Veon was playing, he would set new records? Maybe, but he's not. And okay. we don't we don't know what shape he's going to be in when he gets back, which is my main concern. Like yeah. You, you no, haven't yeah, been playing sure. football. Sure. Yeah. And it, it, no matter what sport it is, like if you are just sitting out, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're still working out, but you're not getting hit and you're not playing football. Mm-hmm. And that, that, to me, is just a recipe for disaster. So I, I, don't, I hope that doesn't happen, but it doesn't seem like his teammates are too concerned about it because they were all asked about it, and they're like, yeah, James Conner's playing, and we don't care anymore. Like... When he comes back, he comes back. Because it's looking like he may not actually come back. Um, so who knows what's going to happen? We never know. Uh, he's got to show up before November 13th or some stuff happens. I don't know. It's very complicated. But uh, the Steelers are 5-2-1 and one overall. It's stupid tie. And they lead the AFC North by basically a game and a half over Cincinnati, which I'm I'm completely out on. So shout out to the Steelers for not completely ruining my Super Bowl picks. So Ravens, far. what's up, y'all? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. What's Lamar up, y'all? Lamar Come Jackson. on, Joe. Lamar Jackson. Come on, Joe. Nah, Joe's, this is what Joe does. I know. It's very sad. Even when Colin was putting him on the hurt hierarchy, I was like, all right, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see what happens. All right, loser power rankings. Loser power rankings. Loser power rankings. All right, Matt Patricia. I've tried very hard not to crush Matt Patricia. Why? Um... I don't know why, yeah. but I've just tried to not be. Well, first of all, like I don't believe in the no, no backwards hat thing. Um, the beard is a bit much. Uh, I don't like beards. You know what it is? I don't like to pick on people's appearances because I think that that's stupid. Right. And uh, I like they all wear all the coaches wear the same thing on the sidelines. I don't see anybody out there in a Vince Lombardi suit. So I, I don't nice. I don't know what the big deal is. Class it up um, a bit. I don't I don't buy into the backwards hat thing. Some people think that's important. I feel like I don't care. Um, if it's raining or and you don't you have a hat on and it's backwards, that's kind of stupid. Or if it's sunny and you have a hat on backwards and you have sunglasses on, also stupid. But other than that, I don't care if you wear your hat frontwards or backwards or sideways or whatever. Um, I don't like the appearance picking apart thing. Um, however, Matt Patricia, 
really opened the door for us to criticize anything and everything he does because he decided to lose his mind and talk. He, if you haven't seen it, um, maybe we can pop in the clip. I don't know. Do me a favor, just kind of sit up and just like have a little respect for the process. Every day you come in and ask me questions and you just kind of like, you know, give me this. But I mean, like, just, just be a little respectful. Just I'm asking just to be a little respectful in this whole process, okay? So ask me a question professionally and I'll answer it for you. Yeah. Uh, where there's a reporter who asked him a question, a very valid question mm -hmm. about the Golden Tate trade. And rather than answering the question like a normal person, he decides to call out this guy on his posture. Which is fucking insane. Like, what are you talking about? What, what's, what is this dude doing? Like, how could he possibly be sitting? I need evidence of how he was sitting. I, I, that's what okay? I keep thinking, too. Like, I was what's like, he doing? He's like, he's like uh, so, Matt, yeah. um, you know, Golden State trade. Yeah. But, like, how's that going to affect you next year? Okay, maybe. All right? right? Maybe if it's like that. You got the foot up on the seat, okay? Let's know when you lay down and you, you got the you got your, you yeah, resting like, your head so, like a pee. Um, I think that's like, that's know, disrespectful. Uh, Matt, Matt, buddy, uh, Golden State trade, what do you think? <laughs> All right, I don't. I have a hard time imagining that that's what was going on. Right. All right, I, I feel like Patricia was probably being a little bit uh, emotional. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was in his feelings about something that this reporter had said about the team, which is warranted because you're not very good this year, and it's falling apart. And of course, uh, they got destroyed by the Vikings, twenty-four to nine. And I don't root against people. I don't. I don't. I'm not rooting for him to lose. I don't care if he loses. He's, he, there's a Lions. The Lions are a notoriously dysfunctional. Organization, sneaky Browns. They don't. They are sneaky Browns, 100. percent um, But I try to do my best not to criticize like the, the appearance thing. And then you're talking about someone's posture. I have terrible posture. Okay. <laughs> I I that. have to consciously sit yes. up straight. Yeah, all the time. TV has helped a lot mm -hmm. um, because I did radio for a long time where it did not matter. And now I have to sit like this for three hours a day. And uh, in the breaks, I go like this. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot. Are it's you taking your job less seriously because you're slouching? No, I actually think I am not. being smart because I don't want that to happen on air. So I need to break in between things. Um, all right. So Matt Patricia. Uh, also on Loser Power Rankings this week, I have to put myself uh, and anyone else who doubted the Raptors. Although I did say at the beginning of the season they were going to be good this year because of Kawhi. Um, I've been very, 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 very hard on the Raptors uh, traditionally. Yes. And the Raptors are 10-1. Uh, they are whooping on everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, they whooped on the Lakers, and everyone's freaking out. And they are not even playing Kawhi sometimes. And he has a sore ankle. Um, yeah, well, which I don't is know. one of the reasons why I can't say he's the best player in the East. He is because the best player you got to be on the court to be the best player in the East. But Serge Ibaka, can we talk about the fact that he is still hot? He went eight for eight. Yesterday, um, yeah, Serge Ibaka was that was insane. Um, so yeah, he had a, it was career high. So it's not like that's just, like something he's doing every single. I'm just night, saying there's more there's more pieces of why the Raptors. No, are great. no, no. Kyle Lowry, whatever Kyle Lowry is playing now, who doesn't have to play with Demar Derozan, I like this version way better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Has yeah. Happy. It, it, it's it's obvious team. now that they needed to be apart because yeah. uh, because Demar is killing it also. So yeah, uh, yeah. So so Raptors doubters. Mm -hmm. um, are what? I was a Spurs. Oh, yeah. DeMar Every DeRozan. time I mention the Spurs, we have to point yeah, at Ashley, yeah, who no one can see. Yeah. Um, or here. She's having uh, a rough week. Yes, yes. So, anyway, Raptors Dallas. Speaking of Ashley, the Cowboys. <laughs> all right. Speaking of rough weeks. Yeah. Um, where, do I, where do I start with these Cowboys? All right. So, uh, they had a bye week, which is even worse. Ooh. All right. So, so, so they lose to the Tennessee Titans, which yeah, everyone's like, oh, Marcus Mariota. 
Okay, I just yeah. pumped the brakes. Okay, I, I realize it's Monday Night Football and everybody's watching, so everyone's like on the Marcus Mariota bandwagon right now. Let me just chill out on that. Um, Titans not terrible, but everyone just pumped the brakes on that. Cowboys. Let's focus on the Cowboys for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, it's looking like Amari Cooper was a good move. Probably wanted to make that at the beginning of the season. I don't know. Um, more importantly, they're three and five now. They're two games behind. The Washington, the Washington R words. They're not out of it, but there's 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 nothing in in that loss last night that you see that there provides any hope for them to be better uh, as the season goes on. Mm -hmm. What the happened to Dak and Zeke? Uh, Obviously, Zeke is 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 still Zeke, but like, what the happened with the two of them when it was rookie season? What was going on? Is this like RG three or something? Like we were all fooled. What happened? Their offensive line is not bad. Yeah, but that that offensive line was two years younger. Okay, they're still 10th in the league. Yeah. I... That's the top third, like, of the league. They're still a good offensive line. You can't ask for everything. I really... I have no idea what's going on with the Cowboys. Jason Garrett is a... As as Skip Bayless says, a, a clap coach. I mean, he's always been a clapper. We know that. And and that, and that's fine, okay? So, the, the bigger picture for that's me... That's fine? I mean, look. What, what? I don't care with the, Cow- yeah, fair, uh, yeah. with the Cowboys. I mean, I'd like for the Cowboys to be good and interesting. Uh, because they're a huge brand, and I like big brands because big brands equal big money, and that's what the f- everybody does. Like yeah. it's what we do here, okay? Content. So yeah, I'd like for the Cowboys to be good, and I don't want them to be dysfunctional either because there's no, there's not enough stars in that team to talk about to be dysfunctional. So when they're dysfunctional, it's Tony Romo. Okay, cool. We can talk about Tony Romo for four days straight. It's not gonna bother me because it's Tony Romo. He's not the goat of anything except for Skechers. Okay, so Joe Montana and, and taking ill-timed vacations with Jessica Simpson. Okay, he is. He is he, he, Speaking of ill-timed vacations, huh? Speaking of ill-timed vacations, what do you think about Jason Garrett's World Series thing now? Okay, yeah. Clearly, so that's they a good weren't point. prepared. That's a good point. So that 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 is looking more and more like a Tony Romo true, mistake. True, like true. you you're 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 coming off a bye and you get your ass kicked on national television. And, you know, you were kicking around the World Series, which I, re- I did not have a problem with at the time. But also, when you're losing, that looks bad. Yeah. So I don't care if you go to the World Series, but you better come off a bye and kicking it at the World Series and win. It's just a disaster. And, and it's disappointing. And I don't know what's going to happen with Dak. And, and, well, actually, I do know what's going to happen gonna with Dak. It. He's going to stay there. He's and Jerry's not going to change anything. And I keep saying this, and nobody nobody seems to understand. They're not listening. I don't know. Jerry did what the f*** he wanted before. Jerry's a Hall of Famer now. I just want everyone to know that Jerry Jones, there was a version of Jerry Jones two years ago, two years ago that did whatever he wanted. And now there's a version of Jerry Jones where he's already in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. He is going to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And they're still the most profitable sports franchise in the world. And they're going to be. In the globe. In the globe. Okay. Uh, bigger than anyone. Bigger than all those big fancy soccer teams, okay, whose names you can't pronounce. Never Though he's the, the, the biggest in the world, they're the biggest brand in the entire world. Jerry Jones is a Hall of Famer, so I've got news for you, Cowboys fans. Nothing's changing. Not nothing. Nothing. Something has to change. I'll tell you what. They got two wins in the rest of the season. Uh, two wins left in the rest of the season. So uh, that's shout exciting. Out. Yeah. Enjoy those. Buccaneers and Giants at the end of the season. We, you're going to beat the Eagles. You're going to beat the Falcons. Yeah, we're going to beat, beat the, the Eagles. Redskins, you're going to bring the, beat the Saints. You gonna beat the Eagles again? Why? Twice. Y'all lose to the Cowboys You're right hilarious. now. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Sean Lee's hurt again, so. Oh man, what a surprise! All right, what's in the culture report this week? It is election day in the divided state of America. People are rushing to the polls to try to take our future in our hands. 
more seriously other than last time. President number 45 is campaigning for the people's campaigning for him. Uh, and that rallies across the country. I haven't been to any, but apparently at the rallies, they're playing music to get people hype. And a lot of the artists that make this hyphy music the people going. are not fans of Trump dropping his tracks. Uh, most recently, Pharrell's people wrote an impassioned cease and desist letter to Trump's people after they played Pharrell's hit Happy at a rally in Indiana. I mean, the unmitigated goal. I know, I know. Oh, and remember that U.S. senator that uh, Taylor Swift didn't want us to vote for? Mm-hmm. At that lady's Trump rally in Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, the White House bureau chief, Philip Rucker, tweeted this. It's been said a million times. I don't know why I'm trying to do a Trump thing. Okay, anyways. Uh, Trump yeah, rally, he said, I've, I've said Just many times. Just Trump rallies are unlike anything else in politics. Currently, Rihanna's Don't Stop the Music is blaring in Chattanooga as uh, aides are throwing free Trump t-shirts into the crowd like a ball game. Everyone's loving it. Rihanna tweeted right back. Not for much longer. Me nor my people would ever be at or around one of those tragic rallies. So thanks for the heads up, Philip. Yeah. So anyways, Philip, uh, Philip, Stephen Tyler, Guns N' Roses, and the last couple members of the Queen, uh, of Queen Elton John and Adele have all asked President Trump to stop playing their music at his rallies. Here's my question. Yeah. Okay. First of all, why would you not f- play We Found Love in a Hopeless Place? Okay. First why of would all. You why, why, I mean, if, you, if you're going. Just to give people hype? Yes. Okay. Because. I, mean, I think Disturbia is probably the, the hypest. Or Umbrella. No. I love Umbrella. Disturbia. Uh, anyway, the point is, I love the use of the word tragic. I will be implementing that. Um, I, thank you, Rihanna. It's, all, it's like respectful and a diss at the same time. Oh, tragic. So, oh, it's just a tragic rally. Um, I love there. it. And uh, the, my, my other question is like, why? There's so many other more appropriate Trump rally-ish songs. They, yeah, they're, they're Trump. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to generalize here, but isn't there an entire like country genre yeah, but even them, they, they, ain't, they ain't trying to risk it for the biscuit either. All those people are like, nah, nah. But nah, there's country out. music. I know, but the Trump, the, the rallies, the country Look music. Look at Ashley staring at me. I'm I, just saying, if you, here's all I'm saying. I like okay? country music. I love country music. Yeah. All I'm saying is, if you were going to get a uh, uh, the the crowd mm-hmm. excited at a Trump rally, which right. I too have not attended, mm-hmm. nor nor have any plans to in life. Yeah, um, stay away from tragic events. I, I too avoid tragic <laughs> events. My choice would not be Rihanna. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I've got a crowd of crazed Trump supporters. I, I mean, they were, this, this is music. Music is 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 sees Apparently no bounds. Apparently, it's not because there yeah, are yeah. there are a list of artists who disagree with, yeah. with that sentiment. And, and also, I'm Trump proud of and them. Trump saying Trump also just being disrespectful. He continues to play songs that people have asked not to play. Uh, well, I mean, who, who, who name one person on earth that's surprised by that move? Yeah, no, it's like well, you can't. I mean, it's a song. I mean, he literally just signs a piece of paper that means nothing and says that it's law. Like, I'm surprised they even. Oh, that, yeah, that's a good point too. It's, it's, oh, one, please, one, one, please go vote today. One, all right, what else? One second. One, yeah, oh yeah, one second. One more. One. Yeah, all right. This week, and Kanye says something. After deleting all social media randomly last month, Kanye is back oh, on Twitter. Because he doesn't want to be used by politics. By yeah, he's done. Kanye is back on Twitter, and on Sunday he tweeted, McDonald's is my favorite restaurant. And Burger King came back with a 
flame grilled burn. Damn, that's that read up. Flame grilled burn. Uh, I still closed, I guess. But UK, UK, UK Burger King had the best flame grilled burn. Explains a lot. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's bad. That's well, pretty bad. The Big Mac is number one on my burger power rankings. <laughs> so, so, is you woke or not, Joy? I gotta say, I'm, I'm Team Kanye on the McDonald's tip because. The favorite the, the, restaurant? The Big Mac. Okay, McDonald's is not my favorite restaurant. Okay, okay? Yes, it's, yes. That's, that's clear. Right, okay, yes, it's, yes. It's, that should be pretty well understood that yeah. that is not the case. I've been eating a lot of Chick fil A lately, actually. Ooh. Which I know is not Sundays. woke. You gotta have Chick fil A Saturday night. Because that's Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is not woke at all. Chick Fil A, they got. I mean, the hate, the hate that they have for people, it helps the fries. So I just like the hate fries. I eat the hate fries. <sighs> yeah, the chicken, and also I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Chick Fil A. Really comes to do from. a worse job at making the poly sauce like less delicious. It's not the poly sauce, not even that big of a deal. It's it's the Chick Fil A sauce. And by the way, I was wrong. Last time we talked about that, 140 calories each on the Chick Fil A sauce. That's a lot. <laughs> For that little cup, <laughs> that is what so much. I don't care. I'm so many of those of the sauces. I'm still gonna eat it. I, I, I prefer the poly sauce, um, but I will eat all of it. And what? it's it's just a thing. I'm sorry. I have a joke around the house that Michelle hates, and I tell her that I'm where Chick Fil A meat comes from. In the room. I just can't. Okay. Really That's can. the culture report. Oh yeah, and Takeoff put out an album. Yes, it's very good. Actually. Yeah, take off, take off album. Earl loves it. <laughs> All right, fun show today. Yes. Thanks to Earl Watson for joining us. Just thanks. Thanks. Just thank you so much. Thanks for your clarity schedule. Yeah, Think of my, the, I do appreciate it. And uh, I, I, you know, I'm just really not happy with the way that my fantasy team is performing in our. I mean, like, I'm, I'm in second place in my uh, my all women's league. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, that's not what we do here. We don't fantasy football shame, okay? So I'm just going to throw that out there because I am doing well in other ways. Yeah, all right, so I am in uh, seventh place, which I'm unhappy with. <laughs> but uh, no, it needs to be better. It needs to be better. Um, shout out to, I'm trying to do the thing. The the Wi-Fi here is impossible. I can't, I, it's, it's encourageable. Yeah. I can't, I can't open anything. It's pretty annoying. Um, hold on. My dad actually texted me and said, you completely gave up on our fantasy league. You need to reset your lineup. And I was like, you know what, dad? You're right. Uh, and the family one? Yeah, the family Shame on you. I know. I, know. Um, I did win uh, very convincingly Convincingly this week. I dominated uh, Silver and Mac uh, 147.6 to 93.8. So um, shout out to James White, James Connor, uh, Keenan Allen, and uh, Tevin Coleman for just you know putting me over the edge this week. But I'm still in seventh place, which I don't like. I, I can't. Uh, thank you for that. For mine. What the, the, the places? You're in second place. Hey, look at that. Six and three. That's a good football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Mahomes leading the way. Kevin McCaffrey, his older brother, Christian. <laughs> He's doing really good for me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Ezekiel Elliott doing his double-double thing. I got a lot of buys. Adam Thielen, it's the first time he can't give me points. Mm-hmm. You have to figure that out. Yeah. Shout out to Once in a Lifetime at number one slot. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Make sure you follow us on our YouTube page, Do it. YouTube channel, Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast, mm-hmm. and on all our social media pages at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod, Newman Show 99, <clears throat> Joy Taylor Talks, because yes. that's what I do. I talk a lot. And uh, subscribe and share with your friends and check us out next week. And go vote if it's still, if you're listening to this when the voting thing they is available. Be closed. Yeah, but they probably will. But yeah, the good energy, luck. The vibes. Hope that if you agree with me, uh, then your person wins. I'm sorry. That's no, they did Do the thing yeah. that they ask us to do. <laughs> 
Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Ooh.